What's good, Rock family? This is Drew Martinez, one of your uh, student pastors. I want to welcome you to the Beyond the Message podcast. Um, this podcast exists to encourage and equip our students to live like Jesus on the daily. So, hey, we're going to be talking about today, uh, yesterday's sermon, obviously, preached by our senior pastor, David Platt. And we heard another powerful word, amen, like another powerful word that God had in store for us as a church. And um, so to recap, some of the points that we heard uh, yesterday was that for every hurt you have, Jesus is your only hope. And then the second point was in a sea of urgent need, Jesus stops for you. Uh, but one of the most profound things uh, that stood out to me yesterday was just this thought that uh, the Lord knows us, like God knows us and meets us in the midst of our pain. And as we learned about yesterday, people are going through different types of pain and different types of suffering, uh, just as the woman who was bleeding in Mark chapter five was. Uh, so we see from this story that uh, physical hurt and social hurt and spiritual hurt and economic hurt. And for us, uh, that resonates with many of us, with many of your families, uh, with many of your parents, even you guys. So uh, we want to talk about that a little bit. But in my years of serving as a as a youth pastor, um, I often get these questions a lot revolving around like, if God is good, why would he allow suffering? Like, or does God really exist? But one question in particular that I often get a lot is like, does God care about me? Like, does God see me in the midst of what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing? And does, if God is the creator and made me like, and knows every single detail about me, like, does he really care though? Like, does he really see the way I'm hurting during this season of, of COVID-19? So whether you're hurting spiritually today or whether your family's face, facing financial disaster right now, or whether uh, it's, it's social distancing that's hurting you, or, or maybe you're even under the weather or feeling sick, man, we just want to encourage you with today's discussion. So in just a second, I'm going to bring in Allison to kind of dialogue a little bit with her about this question. Does God care about me? Sorry, this thing was being a little bit weird. What's up, Allison? Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm good. Good. Thank, I took a shower for this. I just want everyone to know I haven't looked like this, just like everyone else. I'm in my sweatpants, but I was like, this is my first live. I should probably try to look nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, hey, Allison, um, just thinking about this question um, that I hear often from students, like, does God care about me? Why do you think teens often wrestle with this thought when it comes to the Lord? I, I was thinking about that, and it applies in the context of teens, but I think of young adults, I think of older people, I think of all of us. I think, um, obviously, you mentioned it, there are circumstances in our life that we question whether or not God is listening. Um, I think, too, like we talked about with Mark 5, a lot of times we believe the myth or the lie that we have to have a certain status before God for him to even hear us. I know I've believed that before. Um, and it's we got to reiterate it's a lie, but it is pretty common, um, especially having been in the youth group for a while, I think that's one of the most common things I hear from non-believers and believers is they're like, wait, do I have to have my ducks in a row before even accepting Christ or before getting baptized? Um, kind of like we have to figure it out on our own. But I think Mark 5 speaks into that a lot. Like you mentioned, there's two characters here. 
Jesus is on his way to go save a little girl, a 12-year-old girl that is the daughter of a man with status, uh, a leader in the synagogue. So she was, you know, probably known, probably people knew this little girl. And so a crowd of people were going with Jesus to go see what would happen. And on his way, this other woman who is completely ostracized by everybody, um, like you said, socially, she's got a disease, everything. She's just hated on by everybody. She, I'm sure she was hiding so that people wouldn't see her. She just wanted to touch Jesus to also see if something would happen, if just by being in his presence, something would happen. And so the crazy thing is that Jesus sees her, even though she didn't want, she didn't do it to gain fame herself or to gain status, but I'm sure she's sitting there thinking like, I can't approach Jesus, like this guy who's doing miracles. I can't approach him like I am all kinds of dirty and unclean. And so I wonder how many of us believe that too, of like, I don't have my ducks in a row. I uh, am not the best Christian. I'm not doing all the Christian things. So why would God care about what I have to say or what I'm going through right now? And I think it's important to call it out as a lie from the enemy because he's been using that line forever. And so we just need to know that that's not true, that in fact, um, God sees our imperfections and loves us anyway. And if we were perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus. So that kind of contradicts itself. Like God not only loves me because I'm imperfect, um, but like he saved me because I'm imperfect. Um, if I were perfect, if we were perfect, we, we wouldn't um, be celebrating Easter coming up here soon. Um, so I think it's that was the most impactful for me of yesterday's sermon. All of it was really good. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, so encouraging um, for those of us that are hurting or going through hard seasons or even just trying to figure out what's going on with the world right now with COVID. Um, but his point when he said, Jesus takes you as you are, not as you wish you were, it's so encouraging for believers, I think, because we're constantly trying to be like Christ, but we may be discouraged when we fail, when we fall yeah. short. Um, and I think also for the non-believer, that's like, well, that's not me. I'm not a church person. I'm not a yeah. Bible thumper, whatever you would say as a non-believer. Um, well, you can approach him, too, because he sees you. It's not a secret to him where you're at. Um, and if I could, I just wanted to mention a verse that has been like rolling around in my mind. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So I think we need to live in that newness uh, and remind ourselves of the gospel every day. Even those of us who have been Christian since Kids Quest forever, um, we need to remind ourselves that we're not saved by our own works and that um, we are new in Christ. Eternity starts now. Salvation starts now. It's not just after we die, but how does what Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection, Easter, how does that apply to today and yeah. the rest of my life and after, you know? That's a good word. You know, I often think about, I think sometimes we think about how the gospel applies to us at the moment of our conversion, like the moment that yeah. our life, like transformed. And we forget to think about, no, the gospel is applicable to our lives every single day. Like we're in mm -hmm. need uh, God gives us two graces, right? So we got common grace, like he cares for our needs. He, we all like are under the same sunlight. We all have food to eat. You know, God just blesses us by his common grace. But then there's saving grace that is found through Jesus Christ. You know, the free gift of eternal life that has been given through Jesus. And it's that reminder of God's common grace and saving grace in these seasons that I think are good 
uh, ways for us to be reminded, like, God does care for me. Like, God is providing mm-hmm. for me on a daily basis. His love for me is unconditional. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. I appreciate those thoughts, Allison. I'm going to bring in Chris for our next question. Uh, so I'm going to log you out. But thanks for joining us today. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Good, man. Hey, it's good to see you, bro. Hey, uh, uh, one of the points that Pastor David made yesterday in terms of in a, in a sea of urgent need, Jesus stops for you. Like, that's just a very, very profound statement. And think, and to even think about that, God would make time for you and meet you right where you're at today. Right. And um, so just thinking about that question, like, how can middle and high school students, like, be certain of that reality that God meets them exactly where they are, whether they're walking with God closely or whether they're not walking with him in a relationship with him? Like, what would you have to say to our teens, man? I just, I, I love that aspect of um, Jesus is willing to meet you wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the, that's really the beauty of the, the gospel of Jesus or the Christian gospel, the good news of Christianity is um, it takes away the pressure from um, most other kind of faith or religious systems. It's kind of like, you've got to climb your way up the ladder. And if you, you know, clean yourself up and look presentable, then maybe God will be willing to accept you, maybe. Um, but what we see is the opposite with Jesus. Like Jesus, um, we see from Scripture, like I uh, think about Romans 5, 8, which says God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I love the aspect that like Jesus um, is willing to meet us where we are, and he meets us um, as we are, not as we wish that we were. Jesus was willing to stop everything. I mean, imagine like as busy as the streets were and as busy as the crowd was, and he stops everything to focus on this one woman and to let her know, like, you've been healed and I've seen your faith. And um, I I just can't imagine how she felt afterwards. And he calls her daughter in that just um, really grateful that um, Jesus cares for my individual needs. Yeah. And willing to meet me and work with me and be with me for my like the needs that I have and I just think that um, you know there's a lot of comfort in that so yeah those are just some of the, some of my thoughts that I think we see it in the story we also see first Peter 5 7 is another good verse cast your cares on him because he cares for you yeah I think the ultimate thing is why why do we know and well what we see is it throughout scripture is that this is a God that we worship that literally cares for us. Mm. He's concerned for your well-being and my well-being. Like that's amazing. You know, Mm. he actually is, is concerned for, for my individual well-being. So I really appreciate some of those points and just encourage me. That's true, bro, man. You know, just that, that scripture you just referenced right now brings me back to Psalm 55, 22, Mm -hmm. where it says, um, cast your burden on the Lord. And he will sustain you. Yeah. And like, you know, there's just so many scripture reminders of like God just being present. I think about another psalm that's close to my heart when I, whenever I hear of someone who's grieving the loss or feeling some pain. But mm-hmm. Psalm 34, 18, you know, the Lord is near to the broken heart. He saves mm-hmm. our crushing spirit. Mm-hmm. And I just think, man, often like we need to like get in a rhythm of reminding ourselves of mm-hmm. what God's word says about him, like about his character yeah. and, his, and his love for us. And and those are, mm. and Chris, I appreciate you just uh, jumping in and just shining that, that reminder that God cares about what we care about. And, mm-hmm. you know, pain, joy, whatever that may be, like the Lord cares about that. So 
Thanks for jumping in, man. We appreciate you, man. Hey, thank you. All right, bro. We'll catch you later. So you heard the students from Pastor Chris himself. Um, man, God cares about your needs. And, and the Lord knows our pain. He knows our trouble. And I just think about Jesus' words, and I'll close out with this in just a second. In John 16, um, got the verse in front of me. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And like, I just think about like Jesus' words, like after he said these words in John 16, to his disciples, like he was persecuted. He was beaten. He was mocked. Like he was spat upon. He was arrested. He was just tortured. And you would think that in that moment, the disciples should be the people who are comforting Jesus and not Jesus comforting the disciples. But it's just amazing to know that that's the kind of love that Christ has for you. Like, regardless of where you're at, whether you're walking closely with the Lord or you've been distant from God, like God loves you immensely. It says that in his word that he loves the world so much that he gave his one and only son for you to die on the cross for your sins. And that kind of love that God gives to humanity that offers us is called agape love. And that's a love that gives, expecting nothing in return. Absolutely nothing, just gives. It's a selfless love. So just be reminded of that truth uh, today, whether you're listening to this live or watching this video on YouTube or listening on SoundCloud, be reminded that the Lord loves you so much, loves you so much. He knows your pain. He knows every single thing about you. And in the sea of urgent need that we're all experiencing in this moment, like God cares for you and he stops for you today. So one takeaway uh, that I wanna encourage you to do is find a moment this week, find a moment today, or maybe it's after logging off of this video to just pause and talk to the Lord and believe with all your heart that the Lord listens, that he is near to you. James 4 he says that if we draw near to the Lord, he will draw near to us. If we stop and acknowledge the Lord, we give him our time, like God will definitely meet us there.